Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by freshman from the Cornell women's hockey team, Gabby Rudd. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Gabby, and how's everything going? Um, going pretty well. Uh, haven't really been up to much. How about you? Not much either for myself. Semester just ended, so I've just been enjoying the nice weather and getting ready for the summer to come. Yeah, pretty much me too. Now, besides training in hockey, what have you been up to recently? Anything interesting or not really? Um, Just work. I just got back from Arizona, so went on a little trip. Did a lot of hiking and golf. Um, other than that, just training pretty mm-hmm. much. And how's Arizona looking like so far? Did you get the chance to see, like, the Grand Canyon or anything, something like that? Um, No. We were kind of in Phoenix area, a little north of Phoenix, and so we did a lot of hiking and, like I said, golf and just kind of hung out, relaxed. It was super nice weather, so that was nice. That's awesome. I'm glad you got that experience. How's your golf game looking? What's your handicap? Is it good right now? <laughs> um, it, it needs some work. Um, some good shots, some bad. Mm-hmm. Still working on it. my golf game right now is pretty brutal to say the least my short game needs the most work I can't really putt or chip for anything right now so I need to get some lessons to get that improved yeah I feel that my short game's not the greatest either now I want to start off this podcast just talking about when the Ivy League announced when they were canceling the season and just working the way through how you're processing through that announcement so when the Ivy League did announce the season was canceled where were you and what was your reaction to that news um, I was in my townhouse with a couple other the freshmen and we had a Zoom that was announced that morning and we kind of had suspected that something wasn't great was going to be announced. And so um, we were hoping for good news, but we kind of knew what the answer was going to be and we were all pretty bummed. And so that was unfortunate, but um, it was helpful that we were all together and we had a team Zoom after and just got to kind of talk about it. and went from there. Now, did your mindset change on your training after the season was canceled just because you had over a year and a half to prepare for next year? Um, It was tough at first just because, well, I haven't played a game in over a year and a couple months now. And so that's just been kind of hard. But other than that, not really just kind of focus on what's ahead for us um, coming up this fall and just kind of trying to be in our best shape um, yeah. that we can be in. Yeah, and Cornell just announced their schedule for the upcoming season. Have you gotten the chance to look at it, and which team are you looking forward to playing next year? Yeah, I was really excited when that came out because it kind of is just promising and make thing, making things look more um, pro- yeah, promising for us. And uh, I don't know, I'm just excited for all, all the teams play. I mean, obviously, I haven't played any of them, and – know quite a few girls on some of the other teams that we play and I'm just excited to be a part of a hockey game again. (laughs) Now what challenges have you faced training for next year especially in some areas because gyms are closed and ice times kind of being hard to find in certain areas as well? Um, When COVID first hit it was pretty difficult to find any ice at all because a lot of rinks had taken their ice out even where I'm from in Minnesota like you'd think there'd be a lot of rinks open and stuff but it was pretty shut down at first and then towards the end of the summer and when things started to loosen up a bit I was able to get a decent amount of ice before I went out to school Um, and then 
so the season got canceled in November and when we were at school we were able to train a little bit but then once I got back I got home and all of December Minnesota was locked down again and so the rinks weren't even open so that was a bummer because I was in good shape got home I couldn't skate for a month um so I've just kind of you know you just got to piece together what you can do and like put together workouts at home and stuff like that and so I don't know it's been a way to get creative definitely with trying to stay in shape yeah what were some of your creative workouts that you did at home because I know a lot of people did body weight workouts instead of using like the weight like the weights and stuff like that yeah definitely a lot of body weight stuff um a couple of times, so one of my, my uncle is a physical trainer and uh, or a personal trainer, and he had all these like creative workouts. You know, he fill a backpack with a bunch of books and do some stuff with that. And I don't know, I just kind of find ways to put weight on or do other body weight kind of stuff. So, yeah, I've been hearing that the band workouts are becoming very popular, especially during these times because of the gyms being closed. Is that something you've utilized? Yeah, um, definitely use some bands and, but I've been fortunate now that for a long time now that my gym has been open. So that's been nice. That's cool. That's cool. Now let's talk a little bit about some of your training. So what does your on ice training look like so far? What are you trying to work on regarding your game for next year? Um, a little bit of everything. I mean, I think for me, one of the biggest things is I just need to keep getting stronger. And so I've definitely been focusing more off ice obviously like on ice too um but definitely just getting stronger more powerful in my stride and yeah pretty much it yeah is there any part of your game that you think needs the most improvement and how are you going about improving that area of your game um i think overall speed and again that comes with just um getting stronger and having some more power in my legs um so yeah, trying to been trying to focus on that. But yeah, and something else I've talked to other college hockey players about is whenever they get into college hockey, the biggest adjustment that they have to make is just the physicality of the game since they're going against players that are much older than they are. How are you preparing going about the physicality of college hockey once you get there? Um yeah, no, I definitely heard that too. That's one of the biggest adjustments. Um I guess I don't know, just trying to work as hard as I can and hopefully before the season starts, we'll have plenty of training and practices and a lot of competition on ice that will get me ready for games. Now, have you been watching any college hockey this year? I did. I did watch quite a bit when I was on. Nice. And what was your just overall thoughts on the season for both the men's and women's side? Um, on the whim, I mean, obviously there was a lot of adversity that every team faced this year, and it was a very tough year. And uh, my dad's a, a college hockey coach, and so I kind of got the inside scoop on, like, the men's side of things and uh, also just watching all of the games and stuff like that. And it wasn't easy, even for teams that did have a season. And so I don't know if – I mean, it is what it is. Our season got canceled. Now you can't really do anything about it. But I think um, now from here on out, just got to focus on what we can. Yeah, no, especially because I was talking to some players that were playing this year and just the amount of testing that you have to do each week and you're just hoping that no one tests positive so you can play a game. It's like very mentally draining for a lot of people. I know I would feel mentally drained if I have to deal with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, like the biggest thing is just the in- inconsistency this year. And, you know, you play one weekend, oh, maybe you're out for two we- two more weeks and then everyone gets tested and then a couple players are out and it's just a lot to deal with. And what were your thoughts on Wisconsin winning the national championship? Pretty crazy game, especially how it all ended with that overtime goal. Yeah, I was actually watching that game. It was a really good. It was a fun game to watch. Obviously, a little jealous of them being able to play in that situation and not having the opportunity to even compete for it. But um, it was a really fun game to watch. Happy for them. But. Now, in doing research on yourself, I know you're from St. Cloud, Minnesota, and obviously the St. Cloud Huskies made it to the national championship game this year. Did you get the chance to watch that national championship game, and what was your thoughts on that, even though the result wasn't as you wanted, probably? Yeah. Um, I was at my brother's game. He plays in the USHL, and I had the St. Cloud game up on my phone. I was watching it for a little bit, and after UMass went up, what was it, 3-0 at the end of the first, something like that, Mm -hmm. I shut it off. I was like, oh, there's no way. I found it crazy that three Minnesota teams made it to the Frozen Four, and the team that wins it is the team from Massachusetts. I thought that Just classic Minnesota sports for you. <laughs> but if anyone wants like little silver lining, none of the players that played for UMass are from Massachusetts. So I thought that was funny as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> now, have you been practicing with the team at all? And what's that been like for yourself? Um, when I was at school, we uh, it was pretty difficult because I got there. So we had our two-week quarantine in order to go to in order to go to campus you know we were getting tested all the time and we couldn't even start training for a month until a month in and so when we could start training kind of looked we were in small groups our team was split up into three groups those groups kind of changed throughout the weeks um you know you're wearing masks at all times on ice you know when we first started skating couldn't have pucks because we were in we had to phase into being able to have um, competitions on ice and larger groups and I think we ended up with one full team practice by the time the season got shut down so that was kind of a bummer um, and then obviously with taking this semester off I it seemed like things were a little more open this past semester out there which is really I was really happy to hear that um, they got to actually practice all together and stuff and live together and so I'm hoping everything's back to normal in the fall but yeah, that's pretty brutal. No puck practices for like a month straight. I don't know how I can deal with that. <laughs> we were fortunate that that was only like a week or two. And so we it was just focusing on a lot of um, like dynamic speed stuff and just that kind of stuff um, over speed and just not good footwork and trying to get better at that. Now, I know it's a small sample size, but what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey since you were going against college hockey players on a consistent basis for like a few months? Um, It's definitely a lot quicker pace, which is pretty what a lot of people say. Um, And I guess in high school, it's a lot different because, you know, girls from Minnesota usually play high school and uh, – I tend, I was one to like stick, try to stick handle through people and make dangles around people. But in college, you know, you can't really do that. You don't have the time and space for that. So just kind of got to adjust off that. Now, what are your goals and expectations for next year for yourself personally and for the team? Um, just hoping to just um, 
play and just get on the ice and I don't really care what line I am just hoping to play and just play my best hockey um, and for the team I hope we're successful I hope we win and go far I think we can we're capable of it we're going to be young but that's okay I have room to improve yeah, I know you're not kidding when you say your team's going to be young because doing research, uh, so you're basically going to have like two new freshman classes that are arriving to the team next year. How is that going to be adjustment with so many players that have never experienced college hockey before? Right. I think we have technically 12 freshmen. So we that's kind of a big group. Um, it was very unfortunate our seniors couldn't come back. This was some of the Ivy League rules. Um, so we'll have around like the same size of our team, um, maybe a couple, couple more. But um, yeah, hopefully we have some. I mean, I'm, we have some good senior leadership, and that'll help with the young freshmen. Because yeah, there's going to be quite a few of us, especially even the sophomores, because they didn't have a season either. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like freshmen too. Yeah, definitely. And talk about your freshman class and just uh, how you guys trying to got to know each other throughout this unusual time? Because I know you were saying you were there for like a, for the semester or at least the fall semester. I think uh, because um, everything was so locked down when we were out there, our freshman class got pretty close when we were out there in the fall um, because that was pretty much who we could hang out with. Um, There's not a lot of team functions. So we were in our townhouse community and we would just hang out with each other and got to know each other. And so I think we're pretty close and I think that's going to help. Um, hopefully we can become close with the incoming freshmen as well. I want to transition a little bit and talk about the beginning of your hockey career. So you, like I mentioned before, you're from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Just talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Um, so I've moved around quite a bit. Um, I grew up, started playing hockey in St. Cloud and I played with the boys growing up until high school. So I played like mites and squirts in Minnesota. And then we moved to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I played boys there. And then Colorado Springs, and I played boys there. And then we moved back to St. Cloud, and I was a second year Pee And so I played the boys here. And then the next year after, I moved to high school in eighth grade and I switched over to the girls and that was a pretty big adjustment but I would think it was for the better so I didn't have to play with checking. Mm -hmm. And just talk about that transition from boys hockey to girls hockey like what was the biggest adjustment you had to make or was there any adjustments you had to make at all? Oh that was quite a while ago. Um, one of the biggest things I think is it wasn't necessarily as physical because PBs there's no checking and everyone's so young but I think just the talent level. There's a lot of better guys, players at that age than girls, um, especially with just dynamic skills and stuff. Like a lot of guys are better stick handlers and that kind of thing. So I think that helped with my stick handling and stuff. Um, but transitioning over to the girls, I think, I mean, on the girls' side, there was a lot more drama. So that wasn't as fun, but uh, it worked. I'm glad I switched when I did. So. Now, did you have a favorite player growing up? And if so, who was it? Not really. I had a lot of different favorite players, just players that my dad coached and stuff growing up, and that kind of switched, and I never really had a favorite. What was there a team that you watched that you admired, like the Wild or just like any college team in general? I'm just curious to get to know like who you were, who you were rooting for back in the day. When I was younger, I had – 
three favorite NHL teams. I liked uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, St. Louis Blues, and the Red Wings. It's kind of random, but I don't know. I just was a big fan of them. Yeah, I know those teams, as a Bruins fan, have broken my heart a few times uh, with the Blues <laughs> a couple of years ago. And then, obviously, when the Flyers beat the Bruins in 2010 second round, when the Bruins were up 3-0 and then the Flyers came back and won four straight games to win that series, that was pretty tough. But it taught me <laughs> yeah. how to deal with losses, especially when I was, like, nine years old when that happened. So, right. overall. Now, you grew up in a hockey family. I was just doing research on that as well. Your two brothers both play. One of them plays in the USHL, and your dad played for Colorado College. Just talk about being in that hockey family and how it helped your development overall. Yeah, um, it definitely helped me a lot. Um, Just kind of always having that, you know, my dad as a coach, Oh, you can always ask him questions and he can always help you out. I think definitely with my game and just kind of off the ice, he's helped me a lot with that. And just being surrounded by hockey, it always makes you want to play and work on your skills and that kind of stuff. Like my brother and I will shoot pucks in the garage and that kind of, those kind of things. Or if he's going to skate, he's like, Hey, you want to come skate? And it just kind of brings you around it, especially when we were younger, just playing mini hockey in the basement and, just kind of hanging out, always talking about hockey. It just gets you to become more knowledgeable about the game. Yeah, definitely. Does your dad ever talk about his time with Colorado College, or does he not really want to talk about it, I guess? Yeah, um, he he does. I mean, I know quite a bit about it. He loved it there, and he was pretty successful there, so it also made, made it a lot more fun for him. Um, yeah, he's just really excited that I get to have that same opportunity at the same level, and hopefully my brother will as well. So he's really happy for us. Yeah, definitely. Now, before Cornell, you played for your high school in St. Cloud. What was it like to play there and just talk about that experience overall? Um, I had a lot of fun playing high school hockey. I mean, the the hockey level ex- itself, I mean, wasn't as good as some of the other um, levels you can play, but in Minnesota, you play where you're from, and some of the teams in the cities are a lot better because they're just they have a larger um, player pool to pick from and it's a lot more populated areas than where I'm from but I had a lot of fun you know you get to know a lot of people you get close with your teammates and the road trips bus trips a lot of fun get to practice every day. And How did playing for your high school help prepare you for college hockey with Cornell? I think playing for high school, it definitely helped with the leadership and the off-ice aspect, Um, just having to deal with some things and just kind of makes you, your character grow a little bit, I'd say, Um, dealing with frustration and, and then on ice, you know, like I said, getting in practice all the time, just pushing yourself, pushing your teammates, gets you ready. Now, you were named team captain your senior year. What did that mean to yourself, and what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team that year? Um, I mean, it was quite an honor to be captain. Um, there, was a couple, there was two other captains as well, and so we kind of helped each other out and tried to keep the team together and limit the drama. And I think we did a pretty good job. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time, and yeah. I was fortunate that we had a season my senior year because a month after, that was when everything was shut down. So good thing hockey's a winter sport. Definitely. I agree with you on that because I had a very similar experience to you as well. 
Now, what's your favorite memory you've overall ever had with your high school team? I'd say, um, so every other year we would go have a northern swing and we would go up to Thief River Falls in Roseau. So we would go up, play Thief River, stay overnight, and then head up to Roseau. And it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday trip. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so we, I think I ended up doing that three times. And then the other two years, they would come to us in St. Cloud. And so those are some of the fun times. We would stop on the way up to Thief and practice in Detroit Lakes and then head up there, play. And they have a really cool rink. So it's, it's also fun and memorable. So I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Massachusetts. So just talk about that high school hockey scene and being a player in that atmosphere because I've seen the YouTube clips of the state tournament and it looks really exciting. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I was never able to play in a state tournament, but I, I would always go and it's pretty amazing. Um, the fans they get, especially in the guys, they, the XL is usually full and uh, yeah, I'd say high school, just kind of the environment and the atmosphere is really fun and good for hockey in Minnesota because when I lived in Colorado there was boys high school hockey there wasn't girls and so if we would have ended up staying there then I would have probably had to travel or go to prep school and play somewhere else so I was very fortunate to just be able to play for my school and in my town the rink's 15 minutes away so not too far at all not a big commute um yeah I think it's definitely cool it's definitely grown the game a lot especially for girls and as we we're talking to some of your teammates who aren't from Minnesota, just about that high school hockey scene, because like I said, for myself, it's kind of hard to understand if you're not involved with it. Right. Yeah. Now talk about your recruitment process. What was that like for yourself and why did you choose to go to Cornell? Because I know it's a little bit different committing to an Ivy league school because there's not the letter of intention that most players have to sign. Yeah. Um, I, I think Cornell was one of my first visits and Right when I went on campus, I just loved it right away. And so every other visit I had, I would just compare it back to Cornell. And so it was dumb to me not to commit there and want to go there. Um, it was kind of hard. You know, you got to keep your grades up. You got to be, um, you got to, um, you, you have to know that um, it's not a given answer that you're going to get in, but that's kind of hard to um, get over. But once you get that acceptance letter, it's definitely worth it. Now, what's it like to play under Coach Darrow? And what's it been like, I guess, what have you learned under him so far in your first year in college hockey? Because everyone says he's such a great coach. Yeah, he's a great coach, great person. Him and his wife do a lot for our team. Um, they care about each and every one of us. Really, really awesome people. Um, and, yeah, he knows everything about the game. If you want extra ice time, he's willing to go out there with you. If you want to work on certain skills or work on them with you. Um, I've definitely learned a lot, and I was only there for a semester, so I'm really excited for the next four. Yeah, and how has academics been like at Cornell so far for yourself, even though you were just there for one semester? Um, I'd say it was quite a transition at first, just a lot more – a lot more time you have to spend on each and every class and each and every assignment, um, especially the studying and you got to kind of switch your studying habits, spend more time and prioritize what you need to work on. And yeah, it was quite a big adjustment, but mm -hmm. it's, it's been fun. Yeah. And how was doing, I guess, college online? Uh, was that an adjustment for yourself? Cause I know for myself it was just because, you know, when you don't get that interaction with the professor, it's kind of tough to learn 
about certain subjects just because you're kind of caught just teaching it on your own, which I think is sometimes unbeneficial. Right. Um, definitely, it's hard to be motivated to focus and lock yourself in during those Zoom classes. Um, there's a lot of distractions around you. It's easy to be distracted as well. Um, it's easier to get away with things, you know, if you're, there's a TV right there, like you could be watching TV during class and things like that. And you just have to motivate yourself and try to do your best to stay focused. And it's a lot harder with that, without that communication aspect during class where I usually ask a lot of questions and, you know, I wasn't as comfortable on Zoom. And so hopefully the in-person classes can get back to that and just have more of a routine. Now, I don't know if you've had to experience this before, but how have you dealt with the Zoom breakout rooms? Because from my experience, it was pretty awful to say the least. It's so awkward. How have you dealt with it if you have? Um, it depended on the class. During my uh, calc class, it was a little awkward because some people wouldn't have their cameras on and some people have don't have their mics on. And so just sit there in a the breakout room. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other, in other classes, like a write, my writing seminar, um everyone has their cameras on and they're talking so it's less awkward but yeah I'd say some of them are pretty awkward you know you don't really know people it's all randomized and so I definitely would like it better in person and you get to pick your groups yeah I agree with you on that now something that was introduced to college hockey this past year was three and three overtime as an offensive player like yourself how do you plan to adjust to having more space in the ice and having more offensive opportunities in overtime situations for next year well if I get the opportunity to play in a 3v3 overtime, um, I think that'd be pretty fun. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of leagues are switching to that, and it's really fun to watch. I mean, I've never played in it, so I, I don't really know too much, but um, you just got to be really smart with the puck and make the right changes, and yeah, pretty much. Now, you're going to be wearing number 14 next year. What was? Is there any story behind choosing that number, or is it just, like, randomly given to you? Um... There isn't really anything special about that number. I just grew up wearing it. And then when I got to high school, there was an upperclassman who had 14, and I was kind of bummed. So I was 24 all of high school. And then 14 was my first choice, and it was open. And so I got lucky, and now I'm fortunate to wear it again. That's awesome. So I look forward to seeing that number on the ice. Now, for all the Cornell fans that haven't seen you play, uh, just describe your game to them, and what can fans expect uh, when they see you on the ice? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm anything special. Um, I don't know. I guess people have to wait to see. I don't know. Nice, nice. Well, let's start off. The, the There's a segment I call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just about yourself and just some of your teammates. So my first non-hockey question, too, is what is your favorite class at school? My favorite class... Oh, it's definitely, so I'm a food science student in our, the food science class. We got to make ice cream and you were with a team, um, a group, and you had to pick a, you got to make a flavor that revolved around the, um, the theme, which was community. And our group did, it was called Big Red Breakfast. And so it was kind of fun. You got to be in the pilot plant, make the ice cream, and then you put it in the little, dairy cups and the winner of the class so the group that won they, their ice cream was in the cornell dairy bar for the second semester and so 
our group didn't win, unfortunately, but it was still a really cool experience, you know, being able to make the ice cream and being able to be in the um, those lab rooms in the big pilot plant where they actually make the ice cream. That's awesome. What was your flavor? What was that? What was your flavor? Our flavor, so it was Big Red Breakfast, and we had a vanilla base, and we had a couple mix-ins, and then we included cornflakes. Hmm. Um, I never got to try it, but I heard it was good. At least it's good, though. That's the most important part, even if it didn't win. Mm -hmm. Now, what music do you like to listen to just on a general basis? Um, definitely depends what mood I'm in. Um, I listen to a little bit of everything. Some days country, some days rap, some days just pop, whatever. Or yeah, definitely in the summer, a lot of country music. Now, what's your favorite TV show and which character from that TV show do you think would be the best hockey player? Hmm. I'm not sure. I think... I'm not a huge TV show watcher, but one of my favorite shows was One Tree Hill. And I don't know who would be the best hockey player because they're all basketball basketball players. <laughs> nice. Well, I've never seen that show, so I definitely should give it a watch sometime when I have free time. Now, yeah, now let's talk a little bit about your teammates. So who's the funniest teammate you have at Cornell? Funniest teammate? Oh... Sometimes, I mean, I'm pretty close with Lily, and sometimes she just makes you laugh without even trying to. She's pretty funny. Um, I didn't really get to know that many of the other teammates to that personal level, except for some of the freshmen, but I don't know. They're, a lot of the girls are pretty funny. Always have a good time, so make you smile and laugh. Now, speak, uh, who has the best style on the team besides yourself, obviously? <laughs> um. Talking about off ice or like on ice style? Uh, you can just both. tell me who it, both, yeah. Mm, best style. Elena's pretty good style off ice. Um, hmm. I don't know about on ice. I'll have to pay closer attention when we have full, ice, full team practices because we're only in small groups. So, so, all right. So, next year, you just let me know. You can probably. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, last non-hockey question is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? Lunch with anyone in the world? Hmm. That's a tough question. I've never thought about that before. I guess for myself, I'd probably choose Brad Marchand just because everyone hates him, but he always doesn't care and he just scores goals and proves people <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He's kind of a hateable player, but... Mm -hmm. I like him though. That's that's my guy though, and he was pretty good in the last round. So I have to. I think people people need to start respecting him more. Yeah, I guess. So let's get back to some hockey questions now. My first question to you is: What do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey? In your opinion, you've been involved with it for most of your life, and obviously the news of the World Championships being canceled and then rescheduled in August uh, brought up the conversation even more, just on social media, from my perspective. Um, I feel like within the past couple of years, definitely the game of uh, hockey for girls has definitely grown, I think. Um, but yeah, definitely that cancellation of the Worlds was a big problem, especially um, 
when the men's tournament was going on at the same time, the U18s, and they had a backup plan. And I think, you know, the least they could have done was also had a backup plan for the women's. Um, and I feel for those players because on the guys' side, you know, they have the NHL and Olympics and that kind of stuff. But in girls, like, that's one of their biggest tournaments. Like, you can compare that to, you know, winning the Stanley Cup. And I think it was a pretty big deal. I'm glad they got it rescheduled. But, yeah, I think definitely just um, – just the game, getting the game out there and having clinics for young girls and having trying to get them to try hockey. I know in uh, Minnesota, I volunteered a couple times. There's this, it's called Try Hockey for Free, and they provide equipment and practices, and the kids get to go out there and just try it out. And I, within the past couple of years, there's definitely been more and more girls, so that's been cool to see. Now, what advice would you give to a younger player who is trying to pursue a Division One college hockey scholarship? I think one of the biggest things is um, you, you got to have the right mindset, you know, off ice and on ice. It's a lot of work um, and just kind of being a good a good teammate to others. And so people will say good things about you um, and, and, you know, you meet a lot of people and find connections and, yeah, just keep working and getting stronger and, yeah. Now, do you have any shout-outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, family members, or friends? <laughs> Anything I can think of. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Gabby. I really appreciate it so much. Take care. Have, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the off-season, and I can't wait to see you play in person uh, sometime next year. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.